Welcome to the Way Downtown Podcast, talking about make fantasy basketball great again, unofficially sponsored by Great Clips. Great Clips, never get the same haircut twice. All right, I'm so happy that we're doing this podcast. I am so happy that fantasy basketball is upon us, boys. I want to welcome in the one, the only, John Bowman. Owner um, of Rob's go, Brokeback Board, or whatever you call it now. I go by Rob Polinka these days. Rob Polinka, yeah. <laughs> and my favorite guest of all time, Jerry, the numbers guy. I hear you share some numbers and hurt some feelings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I guess, where should we start, boys? Should we start with, like, the rookie lottery, maybe, and then work our way? Um, let's just start by saying it's really good to be freaking back. I don't know. Every summer, I, I just, I don't know how we make it. I don't know how we make it from March until now. And uh, it's just good to be here. Can I tell the listening audience how we make it? Sure. We spend countless hours in a group text talking about how we can't wait for the draft. <laughs> talking about who we're going to draft in June yeah so, yeah sure it's kind of pathetic anyway so yeah so we had the rookie lottery in Jansen back to back years no, what the hell Jansen go to hell Jansen <laughs> okay he won he won both rookie lotteries and um, the first pick of the draft last year yeah I mean, I mean, it's really hard to mess that up when you get the first pick. Even if you don't draft the best guy on the board like Luca last year, you're still getting a solid, serviceable guy. He's got three awesome keepers we'll get into in a minute, which, I mean, even if he just completely just bottoms out in the draft, the team is already set up for success. Yeah. Zion's going to be a freak. Dude, you almost got it, dude. You almost freaking won it. And you were doing it, and you did such a great job. It's funny. Thanks. Yeah, it was a not. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that it was clear that there was no collusion, because I keep telling everyone. And you'll hear this more than once on this podcast. When it's your year, you know it's your year, and I know it's my year. Oh my gosh! So, I thought you were with the headband on, jumping up and down, screwing my little girl. I knew. Like, play, I knew there was no collusion because you never would have rigged that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If I was gonna collude, I would have gone all the way in for Zion. <laughs> Trying to be very gentle 
and not hurt any feelings because, as we know in leagues in years past, the slightest uh, you know uh, offense could really bring down the whole league into shambles. So I kept saying, "Hey, man, we love you and we support you, no matter who you pick." But the first step is picking. pick and if i'm being more honest i might have been several boys deep but... tell me that was danny green after pick for buzz pick so looking at your draft right now <laughs> so, true. so uh like you spent eight days just freaking straight buzz <laughs> <laughs> uh that's called a bender the draft uh man i know that you guys had some thoughts i think we each picked out who we thought was the worst like who picked i don't know what do you want to say like what was like your least favorite pick of people's draft boards jerry give us a big reach uh there were a few big reaches i think some of the ones you guys want to talk about um might come a little higher in the draft but some of the ones that really surprised me and i'm, I'm gonna compliment you later don't freak out and quit the league but Jansen, he had some big reaches in the middle that I thought completely went against the strategy of his team. He obviously has those great keepers when John Collins, got DeAndre Ayton, and Zion. And it's all a huge advantage because those guys are already efficient picks. They're already going to be great for the ease, right? Well, then he has Chat, his first pick, he just keeps adding on to it. Like, oh, my God, this team's going to be so efficient. And he already has all those big categories knocked out. Then he goes and gets good guards. He got uh, Kimba, and he got uh like, yeah, kindly. And so I was like, oh, my God, this, this guy's going to have the most efficient team ever. Then he goes on a, a free-throw truck and rampage and gets Steven Adams. Uh, <laughs> Steven Adams in the fifth, and then goes against Tristan Thompson later. So I'm like, you just completely blew up the free-throws right there, guy. So not only did he reach for Steven Adams, who I saw before the draft, without keepers included in this, going over 100, he went and took him at 54. So not only did he reach for him, he also went against the strategy of his team. I didn't really know what was going on there. I might need some explanation from him in the comments. Well, I mean, I, oh, one, that's really fair. I think Steven Adams at 54 was deep. I mean, you look at the people who went after that, like Josh Richardson, LeVert, Mitchell Robertson, Otto Porter, Mark Gasol. Like, there's some good players after that. Dinwiddie. Uh, well, he scrapped the bonus. The bonus went, what, five yeah. minutes later, and he had all the same stats, but he actually the fishing, and he has more upside. The young guy who's shown development every year in the league. I just really yeah, but he doesn't play for the Thunder, Jerry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Careful. You guys might see, hear some hammering. Uh, that's my next-door neighbors. I think they must be hammering something into the wall. So <laughs> it's the price we pay for living in an apartment. Um, yeah, really, I didn't, I couldn't think of a good reach to make fun of, so I'm gonna stay out of this one, uh, for, I can't remember who I thought of earlier for who I thought was like, oh, I know, Zach D, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, are we sure D's even alive? This dude was the most active 
dude in the league last year, commenting everywhere, grabbing pitchforks, texting about trades. I feel like he's like not even with us. Like if that if you didn't text back Zach D within five minutes, he would text again and say you die question mark. He also had four trades and had like four people on both sides of the trade yes. in the first two days. Like his whole team was different within days of the draft. Also, hey, where are you, bro? yeah, that I guess that would be my reach. The one that raised my eyebrows the highest is when he took Pascal Siakam with the twenty fourth overall pick. That seemed like a reach, and I understand yeah, he had he the back. In, he fell in love with the most improved player when he got him last year in the seventh round, and now he's like, oh, I guess I'll start second round pick on it. Yeah, and I get I that he know, was. Though. I don't hate that. I think DDR the pick after is way worse. Yeah, I mean, he had back-to-back, so he went Pascal and DeMar DeRozan, left D'Lo on the board, left Chris Middleton, Mike Conley, Drummond, Porzingis. It makes sense for this team, too, because you got Harden with the first pick. It's like, yeah. all right, three throws, three, the fifth, here we go. That should be your specialty. And he doesn't get Middleton or someone like that who would have really fit with his team. You get DDR and Siakam, who both can't shoot at all. It's like, where are you going with this? Now, I'll say I like DDR more than you, Clowns, because he – was like 24 points on 47% last year and six assists as a shooting guard. So, it's pretty yeah, I guess we go on like the uncontested layup. Pretty good. Okay, really quick thought. Um, I'm, I'm just looking through this Excel sheet and man, Peyton, we're, I'm sure we're going to talk about his roster more, but save it. These are, these are, no, these are picks four through nine, okay? And, this just kind of hurts. Um, he goes Terry Rozier, which might be kind of the first eyebrow-raising pick. Like, you're like, wait, really? Terry just went, you know? It's like Bebo, Love, Covington, like real players on board. And bam, <laughs> another like, okay, his, I, I get that he's going to be good, but projections, like not who you want in the fifth round. So Rozier, bam, then Van Vliet, then DeLon Wright. <laughs> Then Marcus Smart, then Zach Collins. And I was like, wait, the draft is halfway over now, and you only have three real players. Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Well, you forgot after Zach Collins, he went uh, <laughs> he went Kevin Herter <laughs> from Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, it just got weird there and, and in a hurry. And, like, to be honest with you, we talked about this a lot, the three of us, but. You know, we didn't have projections until, like, what, like, day seven? And so, you're, you're just kind of, like, looking at this stuff, and maybe you look at another side, or maybe not. And, I mean, there were just some weird picks in there, which I think made it more fun. It did. Um, not having the... And we all had some of them, right? Like, I picked Looney way too early. Who picked Danny go Green? Ahead. You picked Here Danny Green. Come on. In the eighth round, dude. In the eighth round. You picked him before Smart, before Tanner, before... Freaking Dragic, Portis, Collins, Payton, Schroeder, Fournier, Kristen Barnes, Paul Millsap. I mean, I can just keep going, dude. I mean, you just picked him like eight rounds too early. <laughs> and then you go get his stats. It's like nine points, two rebounds, two assists, point seven steals. It's like, really? Eight rounds, dude? <laughs> My favorite game post-draft was, John, you just posting on in our group chat, you would just say, Name these two players. Well, I eventually memorized one of the two players. I can sing them over and over again. It could be Danny Green, nine points, you know, one point five, three, two assists. And the other one would be like, you know, Evan Fournier, whoever, someone else on the board. Someone picks four rounds later. 
2012 finals. <laughs> yes, no, and there's like 30 good players on the Every highlight we saw, too, would be Danny Green stripping LeBron. See, guys? See? Well, the best part about this draft is, like, the second it ends, it all becomes about value. And so you could take some guy in the eighth round, and Coop could take Danny Green, and then you're not trading him from Dragic, you know, the second the draft ends. Yeah. Dragic picks it after. Like, you just, you're host. You just blew it. You just lost a ton of value. Well, here's the good news about value, and I think this will help transition us to power rankings, but are we done with the draft? Yep. Because I think... Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, so what yeah, happened... we just roasted everyone else's picks. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what the hell, guys? You had their own picks, too. Yeah, we know. Hey, they don't have to listen. This is for us more than right. them. It's <laughs> So, you know, so what happens with the value, as you know, is... All the projections, all the value goes out of the window these next couple weeks. Once the season actually starts, then we're going to know about guys. Yep. We're going to know about guys. Because you guys... transition? No, I'm getting there. (laughs) What the hell's going on here? Coming in and out. This is just chaos. Alright, well, thanks John. Threw me off. So let's just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right jerry you have power rankings uh i don't necessarily agree with jerry's power rankings personally i think he has team kingmaker a little too low but you know that's just my unbiased opinion so jerry will you give us your 12 team power rankings heading into week one yeah so these guys actually with uh, making the power rankings heading into week one i looked at a lot of different things when i made these power rankings i looked at uh espn projections i looked at where uh, some of the, the so-called experts uh, actually put guys as uh, draft averages on the board and where they went. So put some thought into it. I know people are going to be upset, but it's my ranking, not yours, so y'all just bear with me. Put Jansen at number one. Really pains me to say this, especially after I thought he didn't even draft that well in the middle of the draft. Um, but the fact of the matter is, he has, uh, I don't know, like six guys in the top 30. A lot of them are keepers, but Aiden Collins and uh, Zion was a hell of a start, and he he nailed the first four or five picks, and that's supposed to the ones that really matter. Uh, so his team has crazy depth, and for the crazy good at the top, he's going to be really tough to beat in all categories. I, I challenged Coop uh, today. I said, name two categories you're confident you can beat him in. And I, I can see him sweeping some teams just based upon the depth he has. So wasn't a real big fan of the way he drafted in the middle, but he got off to a, a good start. He had some good keepers. So I have him my number one. Uh, number hey, two, really quick, Jerry, can I, can I interrupt? I don't that. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I love the way he started. To grab Kimba and Conley really just, like, really balanced out his team. Um, but I think the, the thing for him is he has, like, eight bigs, which means he's got to make a trade, and Jansen just doesn't trade without Cody, so that's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I think he needs to make a trade. He's got the big categories locked down, but there are plenty of teams who can still beat him in the in the guard type category. So he definitely has some weaknesses. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, the efficiencies. I don't think he's unbeatable, and you never know what happens in fantasy. Lots of great things can still happen. But so, if Zion uh, comes close to his projections, I mean, he's going to be a top 40 guy, easy top 30 maybe, and like that's for free, right? I mean, it's just such a gift. You know, it's yeah. start with three guys for the draft team starts. 
arguably all three of them are top 30 guys, top 30, top 40, and that's the first pick he's made. So, he doesn't have He nailed the Collins pick, though, a couple years back, so props on that. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna interrupt anymore. Hey, can I just can I just say this? I love the enthusiasm, boys. But if we take four minutes on everyone's team and roster, <laughs> we're gonna be here for three hours. I want to get back at me because I threw him off. So well, I thought you were gonna list out one through twelve, and then we were gonna break them up into three groups of four. And we're going to do that. I'm going to list my 12, and I'm sure you guys are going to hate it, and you're going to complain. All right. And we're going to talk about it, and I'll do my 40. 40 I'm points. just saying right. get there, Jerry. I'm shut up and let Jerry Yeah, look, come on. Okay, okay. Next, I have myself. Uh, I know it's you know kind of a controversial to have yourself so close to the top. It's well-deserved. I got. I got Anthony Davis and Steph Curry, uh, thanks to a, a lovely trade. And then also, <laughs> I have Luca as a keeper and Gobert. All four of those guys I've seen in the top 20. So having four guys in the top 20 to start. I think I have decent depth, too. Guys with a lot of upside, like Hayward, uh, Dragic, Cantor, uh, Federansky, who's East Farm Bait. But guys who uh, I think I got good value where I drafted them, they have a lot of upside. Moving on, I have Colton at number three. Uh, and similar to my team, he has two first round picks. He's got Damian Lillard and Giannis. And he also has good depth, too. And a real strategy that makes sense. He has great guards, and he gets those guard categories. Locked down pretty well. Well, that's to be tough to beat. Uh, next, I have uh, uh, Rob Blinko over there at number four. Um, he definitely has a really deep team, and he does what he does did, does every year, where he's those really good guards that are going to get all guard categories and really efficient bigs to pair with them. And so, just that combination uh, means he's probably getting the E's every week, probably getting the A's and AD. I mean, there's there's your four categories right there. If he still one from you, it's hard hard to beat him. Uh, moving down the list, I have uh, Brugman's team. And I'm going to pause right here and complain about something for a second. All of you guys, especially the new guys in the list, you got to name your team. I don't like calling you by name. It's not how that works. Name your teams, and I can start getting some accurate uh, 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 language going on here. Please. Okay, so got Please name your team. Name your team. Uh, I think we have uh, Chase hasn't named it. Greco hasn't named it. Bruggeman hasn't named it. It's had the leftover names from last year. How is- I don't know. <sighs> I just don't understand. Don't like, how is that not the first thing you do? You're like, oh, I'm going to join the greatest basketball league in the entire world, but you know what I'm not going to do is fix the name. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I couldn't believe it either, but it's not got to work with. I'm trying to use their, their names. You know what I'm talking about. All right, so I got Bruggeman at five. I think he had a real advantage coming into the league with uh, Tatum and uh, Donovan Mitchell as a keeper. I mean, those guys are obviously, they're, they're really solid. You're three guys. Uh, gives him a lot of depth, and then he also did a pretty good job on the draft. It's definitely going to hurt him having Paul George out for uh, six weeks or whatever it's going to be. And you know, I really would have heard about if he would have drafted Darren Collison. What? <laughs> yeah. I would have really heard if he drafted Darren Collison. <laughs> yeah, there's one point in the draft where he texted me, like, I'm, I'm thinking about getting Darren Collison next. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> we should just let him drink. <laughs> uh, actually, can I just say this? I totally disagree with this Brugman ranking. I think you're high. I don't... You I, said I can finish my 12, then you can bitch. Okay, well, <laughs> finish it. I'm just saying, I think that this is a. I think that this is an outrage that he's higher than a lot okay, of people. Okay, okay. I just don't think right, it's... Got, I'll, I'll, I'll try to speed it up. I instinctively gave a little more time for that because I knew Cooper was going to be pissed. All right, so I got Bruggeman at five. I got Ben at six. I really like what he did with this team. You got uh, both Jokic and Ben Simmons. So you got the, the rebound assist guys that are out of the position. And Drummond. 
that that'll, that'll be really solid. You got Drummond and a lot of good pieces there. I got two to seven. I really like how he started his draft out with uh, the LeBron, Draymond, Blake Griffin. Those again, the big to get the rebounds and assists. Uh, really do it all. Uh, he made some questionable picks in the middle, but team solid. Um, they'll be good. Uh, I got Tom up next. Uh, Tom will never trade the entire season, so what you see is what you get with that. He may start eight, he may end eight. We'll have to see. Uh, well, he doesn't uh, like two for ones or one for two. It's got to be an even money trade. Man. <laughs> yeah, basically he doesn't like a trade is what I got out of that. Uh, coming up next, I got uh, Chase. Uh, I, I like his team. I think some people like it a little more than others, but um, his first two picks for me are controversial. Uh, Joel and B is definitely going to be a little damaged, in my opinion, and Russell Westbrook going in that new environment. He's always been kind of inefficient in, in for me anyways. We'll have to see, but I have him at, at nine. I got Greco up next. I really like his guards. Uh, I think a little bit later in the draft, that kind of had some questions. A little, a little bit of head scratchers there. Uh, then I got D, which for the reasons Coop said, didn't really love some of his uh, top picks, but at the end of the day, he does have Harden, who will win you two or three categories just getting James Harden. He's freaking amazing. And last, I got uh, OPB, the commissioner. I think uh, his, uh, his, his draft was questionable. His trades, I, I think, have been fine since then. I really think he's kept a lot of his value. But after the draft, he just didn't have much value to, to, uh, to begin with. Good news with him is he does have a lot of young players. He loves those growth stock players that have a lot of uh, high-ceiling potential. And so those guys could, could, could be a lot better. Also, we know he's good at trades, so... He's going to end up screwing two or three of you over in the middle of the strap and be able to pull something through. So, hey. I'm not too worried about him. He'll climb out of that 12th spot, but that's my 1 through 12 now. And, uh, Great go job. Ahead to complain. That's, no, I'm not here to complain. I'm not here to complain. I, uh, I feel like I'm a very optimistic guy. With that being said, man, I just need like 20 seconds here on Peyton's team. What, what were you doing, man? The three best players on his team right now, in order, are Boos, Lonzo, and Gallinari. <laughs> but don't worry, Jerry was being super kind here about upside, because don't worry about those three, because you know who would, who's really going to help him out is Fred Van Fleet and Dwayne Bacon. <laughs> and just when you thought that, oh, that's pretty good, He's got Marcus Smart backing him up. So that team is a mess. And I don't know how he's getting out of that hole. I'm sure he will. I guess he's got Depot that's on the IR. But I did not agree with his Steph Curry trade. He's traded Steph for an injured Oladipo who could be hurt until All-Star break. Uh, Dario Saric, who could be on the waiver by the end of the year. And who was the other guy? Lonzo and JJ. Middleton. The original trade. Middleton, Depot, and Sarge. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, let me say something about Peyton's team. If we would have done this ranking last year, we probably would have put Peyton at the bottom, too. Because, honestly, he just sucks at drafting. He's won the league the last two years in a row. He's sitting on freaking 800 bucks. So, I mean, we can bust him all we want. There's probably no more fun to make fun of. So, Peyton, we love you, but... Oh. Your team looks ugly right now, and you probably deserve to be in 12th, even though we know you're going to do something. So. And I should say this. I forgot to add the caveat of uh, we like to bust everyone just because this is a fantasy basketball, and we could bust ourselves just as easily, uh, mainly because uh, no one knows anything that's going to happen this year, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, so 
just so everyone knows, you're gonna get you're gonna get made fun of during this podcast a lot this year. But uh, don't take offense to it because I've only made the playoffs once in seven years. So that's uh, <laughs> so. And I, <laughs> One of the longest tenured owners, but only, only one playoff appearance. One playoff well, appearance. Devin, you're right on the bubble. Devin, you're on the You and Jerry have the same amount of playoff appearances. Yeah. Well, that's great. Okay, so now what we were going to try to do quickly was kind of go through, break up like a, uh, like a four by four by four. So the top four teams, the middle four teams, and then the bottom four teams. Um. Sorry, my internet's kind of sucking right now. I just I just lost. So, who are our top four teams? Uh, so, my original four, I had uh, Jansen, myself, Colton, and uh, Rob Palenka. I, oh, yeah, I feel so good about that. Yeah, and no I guess... No changes from Rob. I guess if we did uh, best case, worst case, uh, Rob's team... Uh, man, I'm honest. I'm being honest with you. I'm a little bit worried about Brogdon and Dinwiddie coming through for you. I'm yeah, that's fine. They're my fourth and fifth best guards, so. Yeah, it's a luxury that not everyone has. Yeah. All right. Yep. Any other thoughts on the other four teams in there? Anyone that could fall down quickly? Um. No, I honestly feel really good about that. I, I don't think Jerry spent enough time on Colton's team. Colton has really good keepers with Bagley, SGNA, and then he obviously traded Fox for the guy from Dane. So, it also, Colton's made a ton of moves. He's already picked up Damian Lillard, Marcus All, and Laurie Markman, and, and the season hasn't started. So, and he's got I Giannis. I really like what he's doing. Yeah. And Kevin Love. If Kevin Love plays like 18 and 11, two and a half threes, oof, his team's good. And, and folks, I mean, he might suck, but who knows? Oh, yeah, he's so. pretty scary for sure. And then we've already talked about Jansen, Jerry, me. I think like that's a pretty good four. Um, who would be knocking on the door of that, like, if things go right? A coot! Ah! Kingmaker! <laughs> that brings us to the next group. This is a group that's, uh, knocking on the door there. I, I had my group, the next four, I had Bruggeman, Ben, Coot, and Tom. I think you guys had, uh, some disagreements on who you thought the next four was, though, so I'd love to hear them. Uh, yeah, I think my team, so, let me give you best case and worst case for my team, because, again, this podcast is really more for me than anyone. Um, here's my thing with my team. I might have drafted Team Injured Reserve 2.0, uh, because I have LeBron, who missed 40 games last year, Blake Griffin, who last year actually played 75 games, but it was the first time he'd done that in, like, six years. Uh, I drafted Draymond Green, and Golden State could, could be a mess, and I have Levine now, who I traded for. So, all of those guys, if you told me that if you told me to start the season that each one of those guys was going to miss a month this year because they were injured, I would believe you. Uh, but I drafted every single one of them or traded for one of them. So that's worst case. Also, the Donche Murray could suck. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my team's a little suspect right now, I'll be honest. But best case scenario is DeJounte is averaging five assists a game and uh, everyone stays healthy. So I think if everyone stays healthy, I think I could beat almost every anyone in the league and assist and assist to turnover. I feel really good about those two categories. I feel really good about points as well with Blake, LeBron, Jeremy Land, Levine, Lou Williams, and Danny Green. I cannot bring up Danny Green enough. He's going to be two and a half threes and two steals. So watch out, world. 
Dude, I really wish I would have screenshotted after your draft. You had about eight dudes that averaged nine points a game. I just had never seen anything like that. It was so cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other people in that group, who else is in that group? Sorry, this is. Uh, you guys were kind of starting to talk about Brogman's team. I think it's really good. I love that he has Butler and PG. If PG misses six weeks, that's going to hurt. But um, honestly, like, I like his team. He's got um, some good guard play Bledsoe, Teague, Mitchell, Harris, Butler. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got Tatum as a keeper. Turner and Lopez are bigs that make the reason get blocks. Um, like, I, I don't know. I think it's good. I, I think don't. He's in this group for sure. Yeah. I think it's in this group. I just, I don't know how I feel about it. I just, uh, yeah, I just don't know how I feel about it. I think we all agreed on the groups. Like, the groups before, mm-hmm. we all had different orders within the group. But yeah. I think the, the groups we at least had a, a consensus with. So I do feel good about these groups, but I know Coot had a, a different uh, five through eight than I did. <laughs> well, and I also was confused by the names. I Yeah, you know, it's been a busy day. All right, guys. Like when you thought that Colton was Tom? Yes. Oh, Colton, <laughs> my bad, dude. I had saved I had saved Colton's number as Tom, and obviously we only talked to these people like during fantasy basketball season, so I got a text about hey, want to trade, and it showed up as Tom. And then I was trying to talk Tom all up. I was like, oh, man, me and JB were talking the other day. We think you're a top five team. Try to talk him up so I could try to come in at the back door and swindle him. I was like, I'm really looking at uh, this guy and this guy from your team. Like, I'm really looking at, like, Jared Allen. Kyrie, that's what he said. Yeah. And then Colton just back. He goes, "Uh, I think you're looking at the wrong team. This is Colton, LOL. And so then I was like, oh, my bad, dude. Yeah. Uh, I think your team's really good, too. And he's like, no, don't try to sweet talk me now. And well, then, you should have known. If someone texts you, <laughs> run a trade, it's 100% not tough. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh. But anyway, I don't really have much else to add to you guys. Now we got our next four. Oh, our bottom four? Uh- Yep, bottom four. So to continue with my 12, I would have had Chase, Austin, B, and uh, Old B there again at the, the, the very bottom of the stack. Uh, a good way to uh, Which phrase this Chase's group team? is that the first, the first four has me scared. The next four is someone who on the right week could really, really hurt you. And then the bottom four is your star player goes down, you're probably still beating them. <laughs> Which one is Chase's team? I forgot. Uh, Chase is... Um, the garbage team. Total garbage of a team. Ah, oh, there it is. I don't hate his team. See, I disagree with you guys with Chase. I think if we had room in the middle group, he would be in there. I think yeah, but- I think that team, if you run into it the wrong week with Aldridge, Embiid, Capella, Sabonis, that's a hell of a lot of boards and points and efficiency, all from your bigs. And then you get Westbrook on top of it and Middleton. I think that team is better than you guys give it credit for. I also love Lonnie Walker. I think he's going to ball out. <laughs> yeah, there's like nine guards in San So You've got two of them, and he's got two of them, and none of them are going to play. Well, DeJounte's <laughs> going to play, and he's good. Um, I think Austin's team is good, dude. Um, Trey Young, Jamal Murray, Brad Beal, and Devin Booker is a hell of a group of guards. And Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Beal's the number one player on player Raider for like the first three and a half weeks of the season. 
So, uh, yeah, I, I 100% like Beal. I think with uh, both their teams, I, I really like a lot of their top picks, so then they have the question marks afterwards. But, again, it's so early. Their, their season's not over because uh, Jerry the Numbers guy has them in the lower stack going in. Um, okay, there's only one more thing that I want to talk about because it's kind of cool. Um, so when we came up with this system, it was three years ago, and honestly, <laughs> half the league quits every year. Oh, at least half the league used to quit. Um, now we're just replacing a few guys, which is cool. Woo! B17 system, on Southwest. Sorry, keep going. I just checked into my flight. Um, when we came up with this thing i just never thought that we would get three years in and have these people kind of like roll over as keepers and it's like freaking happening and it's like created this weird thing where people are like trading their keepers we've already had like three or four good keepers be traded um and because they're expiring and i think because they were keepers and they were essentially free and they didn't waste a draft pick on them it feels like they're like maybe almost devaluing them um in their mm-hmm. trades which is kind of wild it is it'll be what? Yeah, I was gonna say that's been like the most. That's gonna be the most fascinating wrinkle this year. Is is like what you said, like with Fox and even Tatum and Mitchell. Like those guys, Tatum and Mitchell are good, but they're not necessarily like gonna be your first round draft pick. I don't think. And no the next one, couple of no years, no one in that group is should be kept. Yeah, and so it's like, but then like, what do you put like Donovan Mitchell's value at? Like, if he was just in the, if he was, if you were drafting and he was just in the pool. Like, are you picking him in the third round, the fourth? Like, how do you value I mean, those guys? I think a third round pick. He's a he's a, a early third round pick. I bet. Yeah, I agree. And that's what makes it so fascinating with all these. And that's why I love that we set up that you guys really put the brain power behind to set up the keepers like this three years ago. Is now people have to try to value these guys on the fly and if they want them on their team or not. But I agree. I think some people are looking at these guys like they're fucking poison. Sorry, the language, but they're just like, oh, I, I can't, I'm not going to keep him, so I might as well trade him now, but it's like, yeah, we don't have to give him away. Like, he's still good. He's just not, like, first-round talent. Valid. But I think, like, I don't think uh, receiving Damian Lillard, I would consider giving him away, too. No, yeah, I would agree with that. No, agreed. I think that's a, I think that's a good uh, scenario, though, because, like, Obviously, Colton's getting Dame, and he's getting the best player in the deal. So, for some people, right away, they're just like, well, whoever gets the best player, they want the deal. And that's fair if that's how you want to see it. But, you know, I, I was looking at Fox's numbers, and, like, honestly, I think Fox has better stats than Kimba. Like, I think he's more, I think he's going to be more valuable in our league than Kimba. Kimba got picked 19th. And so, you're talking about, I just got a second round pick and a third round pick for Dame. Like, that's pretty good value. That's more than Peyton got for Seth. Yeah. Um, and so, like, would he have done that if he would have picked Fox in the second round? Probably not. Yeah, now, did, I, he, I, did he lose I, the I, trade? I, no, but would he, have, would he have traded him? Probably not. I've seen Fox in a lot of the mocks go late second, early third. So, I mean, he's definitely, he's that kind of talent. And I think, to your point, I mean, you know, you can argue who won that trade or not, but um, if you would have spent the pick, I, I think you wouldn't have traded him. I mean, a lot of guys have like a, a weird sense of, okay, a first-round pick is worth this much. And because the season hasn't started yet, everyone still thinks in terms of draft and mm-hmm. the draft pick order. And not until we get to the season will they actually think in terms of value. So it's really interesting to see how people's mindsets change over their guys and what they're valued in the first few weeks. Yeah, and, and the way you're looking at it is, like, Colton can make that trade and only give up his third-round pick um, for Dane. You know what I mean? Like, Fox was his 16th round pick. Like, he didn't actually give up the guy he picked second or fourth or fifth or sixth. 
and he keeps you honest. And so when you are able to look at it like that, I think you pull the trigger on more trades. All right, that's a great note to end on. What a podcast, guys. I'm so proud of it. I enjoyed it. All right, boys. Um, So we'll we'll try to record at least once a week if we can. If not, I do have a honeymoon and a wedding in between uh, the first. Yeah, but we'll be back at least for two weeks, baby. Oh, yee bee bee. So, yeah, you guys are great. We're excited for the league. Uh, Yeah, this is, uh, it's here, boys. Fantasy basketball. Uh, Please like and subscribe. Just kidding. Don't subscribe to this. Um. All right. I'm very bad at wrapping up podcasts. I don't really know what Clearly. to say. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah.